When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Uh, welcome back or to whichever category suits you best. The Maccas run. Uh, we do it all for the My Maccas Rewards, which has arrived. Earn rewards with every Maccas run. You can order via the My Maccas app and start earning today. Hey, uh, Sam Landsberger is ready and rearing to go. So apologies if you just hold on the line and we will get to the quiz straight after we've spoken to Sam Landsberger. Just juggling uh, a couple of things. But uh, he has been good enough to jump on the Harcourts open line. Your move, your Harcourts. A uh, couple of big stories getting around um, one of which I think for him is uh, is breaking at the moment. So we might even be able to give us uh, a little heads up on what that is. But it was great to great to get Sam on the show. A series of stories that he has been writing about the state of umpiring um, in Aussie rules footy, more specifically the state of women in umpiring. He broke the story about the uh, Steve Hocking Commission report that uh, hadn't gone anywhere near as far uh, up the chain of command as we would have hoped, and it detailed the shameful and horrendous treatment of over 27 female umpires. Uh, the fallout to that report and how few people read it in its entirety continues, and then in a further slap in the face, um, the, 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 the horrible experiences that those women had to endure um, aren't being factored in to the women and girls action plan that the AFL is putting together. Those stories have been followed up with um, the treatment of Eleni Gluftus, um, where the state of the bounce currently is and the experiences of uh, female umpire Jordan Pearson uh, to the conditions that the umpires themselves are facing. Sam Landsberg has been following it through. It is a big issue in the game and hopefully one that would have been discussed at the commission meeting today. G'day to you, Sam. Sam, very, uh, very well wrapped up. No, thanks uh, for having me on. It's uh, great to chat. Been following this along in the Herald Sun, mate, and you've been doing a brilliant job of shining a light on this. Um, for some people, you know, I've always said that when that story came out, I said this is an example that we shouldn't be surprised when umpires have always been viewed as second-class citizens for the entire history of the game, and there's still, unfortunately, a section of the community that sees women in the same light as second-class citizens. We shouldn't be surprised that these stories are happening, but we should be absolutely ashamed that they are. What, what's the latest uh, f- from from your perspective? And, and it seems to that the, the story now is... Um, just continuing to roll on. From what you understand, has this, has what you've been writing about made it to, to what would have been tabled today for the AFL Commission meeting? Uh, look, I think that the Women and Girls Action Plan, which Robert Ald's department at the AFL has been putting together, I, I think that has been factored in um, a lot of the recommendations that were made in the report that we published, I think, two weeks ago. So from that point of view, yes, I, I think it is a, a relevant discussion paper at the commission level. But to your, your point there about how you highlight that, you know, we are ashamed that this exists, but it shouldn't be a surprise given that the second-class nature, to use the words of umpires, I think the most staggering part of the report was the fact that so much of this abuse and harassment actually occurred not from over the fence, but from but from male colleagues. Yeah. It was coaches, yep. it was fellow umpires who were, um, who were who were guilty of just some horrific incidents. And 
um, the bravery of the 27 participants um, in that report to to tell their stories with such open uh, honesty and candidness and then following up from that, the, um, the selection of community umpires who have actually said, well, hang on, now that I've, I've got a voice, I want to stand up and tell my story in the hope that we can make a lasting change. Uh, I, I just think so much credit has to go to um, the, the courage that, 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 that these young girls and women have showed and, um, yeah, all the response I've received over the last two weeks, which is quite unusual in my job. It's usually a lot of negative feedback, but to, re to receive so many responses of people optimistic that this will actually create a, a positive impact on community and um, on umpiring across Australia, but, um, yeah, more broadly in society, it's been really heartwarming and encouraging, and hopefully the AFL can follow through now and, um, action these 11 recommendations and create a, a safer working environment for umpires across Australia. You, you've you've gone uh, now, the, the, the story has been continuing to evolve and just going from a couple of tweets that you've uh, put out uh, in uh, in the last 24 hours, one is about Alina Gluftus being a KPI for the umpiring department. This is a quote that you're using mm -hmm. from your story in the tweet, and uh, it's disgusting to use someone like that. What kind of coach puts an athlete in a position like that and then not provide any pathway of su or support underneath it? Just give us the background on, on this side of the story. Yeah, look, I, I think this is a really relevant one. I think this is probably a view that no one said that a lot of people in the umpiring community have felt for a long time. And I, I guess I, I think the most important to make point to make in regards to Alini is the fact that she made her AFL debut five years ago. She umpired men's pre-season games six years ago. So it's quite staggering that five, six years on from a really historic moment in our game mm. that we have this report on um, which, which has documented sexual abuse and harassment in the pathway. So when the AFL pushed her up five years ago, um, Five years on, uh, it's it's no surprise that no one's followed her because there's so much abuse and a toxic culture beneath that. Well, uh, it's just it's just not realistic that there's going to be um, you know, uh, uh, um, other women able to follow in her footsteps, and that's unfortunately meant that. Alini is just so recognisable at every mm. decision. I think Daisy Pierce articulated this on your radio station really yep. well. Uh, every mistake she makes, it's not, oh, it's the umpire, it's, oh, it's Alini. And 90% of umpires are probably anonymous um, because they all blend into the one basket. But Alini has been forced to, to carry the can from an, from an entire gender. And a lot of that's because the pathways underneath, nothing's been done to create a safer environment. So there's just nothing coming through. And um, Jordan Pearson made a VFL debut on the weekend. I think there's two female umpires in the in the waffle. But if we're being realistic, we're probably a long way um, from seeing another female field umpire at AFL level, and that's really disappointing. And the AFL, um, in the response to to our reporting, has thrown out this 40% figure. And um, when I asked the report's author, Damien Anderson, about that figure last week, 40% representation of female umpires across Australia. I mean, he pointed out that that's, that's greater than the number of uh, players five years into the AFLW um, venture. So it, it just seems quite um, quite whimsical. And um, I think there's going a lot of work's going to need to be done. There's going to have to be some radical change to get to 40% because right now we're at 10.8%. We're at 
2% roughly in the AFL. Um, and that the AFL hasn't even put a, a timeline to it, which, uh, yeah, which is surprising. And I think before we start talking about percentages, it's more about just trying to change behaviours and cultures and make a safer place for, for these young girls and women to go to work every Saturday and throughout the week. Uh, yeah, 100% right. Um, and it, it is, I think it's such an important piece, of, a set of stories that you, you've been writing. Um, it, it is a great shame on the umpiring fraternity, the, the behaviours and actions of those men within the community umpiring system for the way that these women have been treated. Um, and, and, to, and to know why now through your reporting that um, we're not getting more women staying within it and working through what is a really a, a pretty undefined and not a strong enough pathway at the best of times, given that the umpiring at the highest level isn't a full-time professional gig. So it's made even harder when, when experiences like this occur. One of the things that you think might help make it easier for, for female umpires coming through, which would also be a massive um, welcome relief for a, a lot of the male umpires as well, is the idea that we get rid of the bounce. And you've written a, a story about that uh, today, Sam. Yeah, look, I mean, it's not one of the 11 recommendations made and I think it's clearly more more urgent that we get gender-friendly change rooms, et cetera, um, action in community grounds across Australia. But it was really interesting to note that when Jordan Pearson, who we spoke about a, a little bit earlier, when she made her VFL debut, uh, I think last week in the Essendon Box Hill game at Windy Hill, she was given an exemption not to bounce. Now, I put that to the AFL on Monday. I heard back last night that that they actually said it was because of the conditions on the day. But um, I find that quite hard to believe because I was aware of the exemption about four days before she umpired that game. So it clearly wasn't conditions-based. Um, the, the, the two male umpires who officiated that game with her, they, they started the game by bouncing the ball. There were, I think, one umpire had three recall bounces. So a quarter time or half time, they said, well, let's just throw it up because it was uh, quite slippery. But, I mean, Jordan was told... Um, so she was given the option several days out that you don't have to bounce if you don't want to. And I think that's great. I think that's something that we should be embracing. And um, to read in the report that some girls uh, have been coached incorrectly, they've been taught a man's technique when it, uh, when that's a, a skill that should be executed differently for uh, for the other gender. Um, I just think it's it's just a simple step we can take towards clearing one of the potential barriers um, towards promoting not only female umpires, but also getting the best male umpires. Yeah. I mean, how many of the best adjudicators are held back because they, you know, they, they don't, they can't elevate the, they can't generate enough elevation in, the, in their bounces or, um, you know, it's not one of their strengths. I mean, I, I know one example, I think in a, in a state league grand final in 2019, um, there was a robust discussion because probably that the best umpire was left out because he wasn't the best bouncer. Now, if you're a footy fan and you go along to watch your team on a Saturday, do you want um, umpires making the best decisions or, um, you know, sending it 30 metres up directly in the air? I mean, I know what I would choose, and I think most footy fans would agree that we want the best decision makers, and this just seems like a no-brainer. Most of the umpires are, are really passionate about this. They, they want it to go, and um, I thought when they made the exemption last week for Jordan, it was a step in the right direction, even though they, they won't say it themselves. And we've we've been hearing about this for a while, that there's a lot of the men that don't want this anymore either. And even, I mean, Ray Chamberlain, who's probably, apart from Alini, got the highest profile amongst the umpires, um, 
he spoke about the fact that when he came under fire for, you know, oh, he's not a good enough bouncer, he's actually bounce um, accuracy percentage was 90%. Um, so well, it, it, so even the, the, the umpires that are t- uh, we, we believe to be the worst at it um, are still going at a percentage far and away greater than what uh, the best kicks in the AFL kick for goal. So... Um, what, what are the other, what, just for people who aren't aware, Sam, we're speaking to Sam Landsberg of the Herald Sun. He's written an incredible series of articles on, uh, the state of umpiring and more specifically the state of women in umpiring. Um, what are the recommendations for those who aren't aware? Oh, look, it's, if you go to the Herald Sun website, you can actually download the full PDF, um, the 62-page document. I don't have them in front of me, but I know some of the key ones where obviously the, 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 the gender-friendly change rooms and I yep. think um, a centralised reporting tool so that um, incidents of which have been documented in, in the report um, can be properly documented and, and, and dealt through. Um, oh, look, I don't have the document in front of me and, and it's too important to, to not get letter perfect. So, no, that's all right. In your mind, yeah. though, apart from the change rooms, what, are a, what, what one for you stands out in the research you've done and everything that you've uncovered, uh, apart from having you know, their own change facilities, what other uh, one that do you think that's crucial? Oh, it's just culture. It's yep. just culture. It's changing behaviours. It's yep. changing... Um, uh, you know, it's like uh, th- th- there's so much, uh, you know, questions uh, about the selection of merit, which which just shouldn't be there. There's uh, so much of it is behavioural. It's just so archaic. Some of the behaviours and um, and attitudes that have been documented. I think so much of it is that. So that, that's why I think it's really healthy to be in the public light. I mean, let's face it, the AFL wasn't going to publish this report if we didn't. Um, so it's all well and good to invest money and get the change rooms up to scratch. But unless it's in the public domain and we're having these healthy conversations, we're probably not going to change behaviours. So I think that is the crux of it. And just to throw back on the bounce quickly, again, the, the feedback from that story today from a lot of umpires, both uh, at the top level and lower levels, has been really strong that, you know, some of them lose sleep before games because they're so worried about their first bounce. You know, that throughout the game, they're, um, they're distracted. Their decision-making suffers because they're anxious about getting that skill right. So I think that's another important point to make, read the bounce. And it's actually the, the mental burden that it would that it would be removed for umpires in the middle of games if and before games if if we if we if we take away that requirement, I think would also, um, you know, uh, consequently probably deliver better better adjudicators as well. So that was probably one point I should have made before as well. No, absolutely, and I think it's a great point that you make. And we get when I say you know open the show up with you know what, and and we've been doing it all day on the station. If you were able to be at that AFL commission meeting, what's number one on the agenda? And so many people put umpires and the whole dissent thing and they're sick of the inconsistencies in decisions. I think for those people who get so upset by what they believe is 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 poor umpiring, to hear you say that it's actually affecting, it's getting so ingrained and, and in the psyche of the player, of the umpires and messing with them to the point where it's actually affecting the way that they adjudicate on the decisions out on the field. Then I reckon it's a no-brainer. If the umpire, the people that do the job are telling us that they'll do it far better if you remove this one little thing, and I know the tradition, so I'm happy for it to start the game in the quarters and then, yeah, let them throw it up because it, it would seem like a no-brainer um, if we actually listen to the people that are, that are doing the job. Hey Sam, it's been a great series of articles, and I feel like you've probably got a few more to come. I understand you were working on something today. Uh, anything you can let us in on? Uh, not at the moment. Uh, it's it's not umpiring related though. I'll, I'll tell you that much. So it's a it's a different topic, but it's a, I think it's a pretty important story. And um, yeah, still just trying to pull it all together. But we'll hopefully have it online very shortly. Good on you, mate. Thanks so much for joining us.
No, nah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. All the best. Sam Landsberger from the Herald Sun. Uh, if you haven't read... G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.